Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Strong AF X Well Conditioned Show with your host, Jason Brown, where each week Jason teaches you how to get yourself and your clients brutally strong and, of course, well conditioned. Today, we're going to talk about three things that you need to know if you're a former CrossFitter. What's up, everyone? My name is Jason Brown, the king of programming, and I'm back for another edition of Strong AFX Well Conditioned. Today, we're talking about things that former CrossFitters should know. Being a former CrossFitter myself, I will tell you that I've learned a lot through the process going from being a strength and conditioning coach to a CrossFit gym owner, and then back to my current stage. I guess I would call myself now a coach, a conditioning specialist, a strength specialist, whatever. Whatever the case may be, I am a former CrossFitter, and there are a lot of things that I wish more people knew. Now, most people that come to me come to me after having done a lot of different training programs. They've done CrossFit, Olympic lifting, powerlifting, gymnastics. Maybe they've done a hybrid of all of those things. Uh, maybe they just worked out at a local CrossFit box. But I will say, by and large, most people that find me and decide to commit to the style of training that I put out have 10 plus years of experience. 10 plus years gives you a lot of room to understand that less is more, quality is better, and that sustainability is the biggest piece of the puzzle. So there's so much that we learn through our own process, so much that we learn from making mistakes that people that have five years experience usually don't have that experience yet. They haven't had as many mistakes or gone through many as many programs where they know what works for them and what does not. And that's why it's super important that when you know, you're finding a program that you are making sure that it checks all the boxes for you, not for someone else, not for me, not for someone that's got a great physique, but for you. And a lot of the people that have trained in CrossFit for a certain length of time have come to a conclusion that they still want to be competitive, they still want to push themselves, but it has to lend itself to their quality of life outside of the gym. And that's what I think is the biggest piece of the puzzle for just about anyone. So if you're a former CrossFitter and maybe you're just hearing this uh, me speak for the first time or you've stumbled upon my content, uh, maybe you're not totally bought in yet, I would encourage you to stick around for the whole show. These are quick episodes for those of you that are new. These are usually 20-minute episodes where we get right to the meat and potatoes of what we need to know, and we can be on our way. I know that time is a finite thing, and that is something that we do a great job with on our training subscription, managing, making sure that we are getting people in and out of the gym and being really able to maximize what time they do have. So first and foremost, that I want to get out of the way today, you do not need constant variance. Constantly varied, constantly varied, new warm up every day, new exercises every day. You do not need that. You actually need more repetition, more of the same things repeatedly. The question is, for how long? So there are, there are two ways I go about this. One, with my training subscriptions, both my full body athlete program as well as my strength and performance program, we use three week blocks of training using the same variations. Three weeks being enough time where we can get better with those movements, increase intensity over the course of three weeks, but not get stale because it's the same thing too often. There are programs that do the same movements for six, you know, eight, maybe even 12 weeks at a time. And you can certainly make progress on those programs. But the question is, will you stick to that for that long of, of length of a time? And a lot of people that are, especially the former crossfitter, will not. Three weeks I find to be a sweet spot. I do go for four weeks with people that I work with one-on-one, -on -one, but that's a different story when I'm communicating with them directly. So needless to say, three weeks is a great amount of time. It allows you 
to learn, if you think about it like this, week one is a learning phase. So you might not be pushing, you might not really, and you shouldn't really be pushing the limits. You should leave a little bit in the tank where you can understand that the movement, you know, there is a learning curve, right? So we need to learn what we're doing and understand the programming. Week two, we're able to push significantly harder than week one. Week three, we push really hard. So, you know, if you think about it that way, um, there's definitely a lot that takes place in that three weeks of time. And even with conditioning, we use the same conditioning pieces from week one, two to three. And people will often say, well, where's the progression? The progression is you doing it three times. You're gonna get better at the way you move. You're gonna get better at the way you pace. You're gonna get better at the way that you understand or, or even just kind of have a different strategy going into it that second and third time. So progression is built in. On the other end of the spectrum, strength training, our progression is built in in the sense that we might increase load. We might go towards the higher end of a rep scheme. So there's a lot of ways that we could potentially get better. If you think of some, something like a front squat, if we do a heavy three on week one, a heavy two on week two, and then a heavy one or a one rep max on week three, we've had time to learn. We've had time to build. We've had time to get comfortable in the sense that we're able to really, really push. So this is something that is incredibly important. Warm-ups to be honest, should be done, you should do the same warm-ups for certain patterns forever, in my opinion. Now, there are certain things that might evolve over time, but I think that if you use the same warm-up sequence for, say, the day that your main lift is a deadlift, or maybe it's a full-body day, use the same warm-up sequence, then you get accustomed to doing different types of things, and you really build upon motor patterns, you build upon um, you know, your ability to be prepared for the training, and you build upon even the efficiency of that warm-up. So, you know, the, the, there just doesn't need to be constant variance. Too much variance is a negative. And I would encourage you to use the same programming because not only does it allow you to get better week to week, but it also allows you to think less and train more. If you're always thinking and having to learn and having to reread and watch demo videos, think about this from an online perspective. You're watching demo video after demo video. Imagine on week two, you have to watch new demo videos. And then on week three, you watch new demo videos and then so on and so forth. So my opinion is that we get our learning curve out of the way on week one and week two, week three, we push. And then we start that cycle over again um, with a new block of training on week four. Now, I would make the argument that you could even benefit from an additional week, but Rome wasn't built in a day. And if I'm taking someone that's coming from constant variance to three week blocks, then the question has to be asked, well, is that a big transition? And yes, it is. Um, three weeks also aligns very well if you're doing strength. Um, you know, you're maybe doing a submaximal effort cycle where you're building or you're doing dynamic effort and you're, you're essentially building uh, in, in terms of um, bar velocity. You wanna make sure that uh, you can build that over the course of three weeks and three-week wave works really well for a dynamic effort, um, you know, variations that you choose for each of those waves. So there's a lot of benefits to the three-week and I love the three-week because personally, I've done both three and four week. I prefer the three week, even though sometimes I've seen better benefits for myself from the fourth week, mainly because I like to go into new movements and for myself being a highly experienced individual, there's less of a learning curve, but um, you know enough change where I'm not getting bored. So constant variance, throw that shit out the window. Number two, you don't have to do a strength cycle ever again. A strength cycle has benefits for many people. For the everyday athlete, it is very rigid. It doesn't allow you to go based on feel. It doesn't account for muscle fiber type. There's a lot of downsides to a strength cycle. When you focus on one quality of fitness, you lose other qualities. Strength cycles should not be a thing that if you are trying to look good, feel good, and still stay somewhat competitive, shouldn't be something that you're trying to navigate. 
be using a conjugate approach where we tra train multiple qualities at the same time within the same week is a better approach. We have people that are deadlifting 700 pounds on our strength and performance plan. We have people that are still hitting personal records on a full body plan. You don't need to have strength cycle to do that. You need to just train with a good structure and follow good fundamentals of program design and the rest falls into place. Auto-regulation is one of those important things too that is often overlooked. Don't go by a percentage on the board. Go by how you're feeling. If you're feeling off or your HRV is in the tank, go based on how you're feeling. If you have to do 90% with your squat and you feel like shit, how is that going to go? doesn't usually go well. And I will tell you, I've done so many linear cycles, I don't even want to admit. And I have had such little results that the return was just not there. It was like me investing in something that had no, like such minuscule returns that I'm like wondering why I didn't invest in something that had a higher yield. The higher yield is the conjugate system. Conjugate training is something that we use with both full body and, you know, using a more of a classic conjugate split with our strength and performance plan. So you can do it in a number of ways, but strength cycles should be something that you throw out the window. Number three, you can get better results by using a planned approach that trains multiple qualities of fitness within the same week. We just talked about this, but here's the benefit. You need recovery. You need aerobic capacity. You need to improve your ability to shuttle nutrients to working muscle. You need your ability to improve things like your resting heart rate and cardiac output. Physiology is there. It supports it. And it works very well in a program in the sense that it allows you to stay engaged in the process. So you're not just training for strength or you're training for power. You're training for um, you know, doing things that are slower and more methodical in nature. And in that same sentence, it allows you to think less and train more. I love thinking less and training more. Most people are already thinking enough in their day-to-day -day lives. Getting in the gym and being able to like kind of just downregulate the nervous system is a great thing that happens when we do some aerobic work, some zone two style cyclical work. And obviously the benefits are there. Physiologically, we know that there's just a host of benefits that we can rely on. But these are the things that break up the days. So we're not just doing strength work. We're not just getting sore all the time. We're, we're filling in those gaps. And I think that having a mixed modality approach like that is a great fit for CrossFitters because not only do they know that it's important to train both strength and conditioning, but it adds some diversity to what they're doing on a week to week basis. I look forward to my conditioning because again, there's really almost so much, only so much time that I want to train with strength. And you know, there are people out there that might want to train strength more than they train conditioning. Well, you can do that. We've got a training plan for that. If you want to balance, we've got a plan for that. And I think that the key thing here is that where is your experience as an individual? Are you 10 plus years? Then what we have might be a good fit for you, but if you're not, then it might not be. So with that said, if you are a former CrossFit athlete, to recap, constant variance is the thing you should, should wave goodbye to. If you're constantly having to relearn new movements, you can't push. And you know you kind of become a master of none. Too much variability, you never get better at the things you need to get better at. You need to get better at your foundational movement patterns. You need to get better at learning how to pace and, and you know manage your exertion on a conditioning piece. So that is an important piece of the puzzle. And, and I would even say doing the same warmups over and over is something that you can do and not have to think as much. So it adds to the efficiency of what you're doing as well as the results that you're going to get. Now, number two, strength cycle, throw those out the window. You don't need them. There's a better way to do it. And I would say if your only goal is to get stronger, I still wouldn't have you do a strength cycle. I know there are people out there that would disagree with me and that's perfectly fine. Um, not to say that you can't get results with linear-based training. You certainly can, but 
all things need to be in alignment for that to happen. And I don't think that that is the case for most people, at least from what I've seen, you know, nearly, you know, thousands of people I've worked with over the years and seen and interact with. I see that having more flexibility and structuring your week in a way that builds in recovery and allows you to train multiple qualities is a better way to go. And then point number three, not doing random workouts. You saw our workout on IG. I even get people that are on my training say, oh, hey, I saw you do this. Can I do that today? It's like, well, that's not in the program. What's in the program is what's in the program. What's in the program is what's accounted for. A well-written program will have things accounted for and will have a plan. I don't just put things in because I like them. I put them in because it fits and it's what we need to do to get you better. So having a planned approach, training multiple qualities, you know, and being able to really have a structure that is efficient and allows the end user yourself to get better results because you don't have to think about what's happening. You understand um, how things are playing out on a, on a you know week to week basis within the training. These are important things to do. And I would say just a bonus to this. You never have to do a movement that you don't want to do anymore. If you don't like doing burpees or you don't like doing handstand pushups or Olympic lifting, you don't have to do it anymore. There are certain things that are, you know, inherently good movements, but they're not the, a good movement for everyone. So know that you should be the guiding light. Your discretion on what works for you should be the guiding light. It shouldn't be the other way around. You shouldn't just do something because a program says to. If I program a back squat and you don't work well with back squats and you tend to get flared up with back squatting, then don't do the back squat. Do a front squat or do a single leg variation. Um, but, you know, know that these are the things that will allow you to get better results long-term when you listen to your body, when you have the ability um, you know, to manage stress and, and do things well outside of the gym, like your sleep, your, your nutrition. So a lot of things that go into this, but these are really important tenets. And I wanna hear from you guys. What is the thing that has helped you move the needle? What is the change that you've made in your training over the years that's helped you continue to move forward um, while improving the quality outside of your your gym, or excuse me, outside of your training session, let us know, let us know. Drop in, um, you know, when we post this on Instagram or wherever, love to hear from you guys, more feedback on what's happening on your end. And until next time, results are king. This was another episode of Strong AF X Well Condition Show. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes and be sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms. 